Praise the Lord. We are a couple of minutes to the new year. It wasn't long we did this for 2021 to 2022. And here is 2023. Some of you are still looking very young. You are not ready yet. You look like 15 year old. If you are from Mihoma, Mihoma, the Mihoma. <laughs> looking so young. Looking... Isn't God so wonderful? So great. What he did for us, you can't just count it all. God has been wonderful to each one of us. God, the God has been good to us. Amazing. The surgery he brought you through. To God be all the glory. Our brother went through surgery. It was something that God intervened. Today he seemed very well. To God be the glory. Okay, so because we gained time a little bit, so I still have a little time to talk. Let us pray. Our precious Father, we just want to thank you as we come to the end of the year. We have every reason to give you thanks, to dance, to worship you. We have every reason to come to your house at the end of the year to give you due thanks because you, it's worthy of your name. You took us all through these years. Look at COVID. Look at the devastating effect of this thing. We made it to this point. We can't thank you enough. Even as we share in your word to prepare us for 2023, we trust you, merciful Father, that you open our ears and cause your word to have entrance into every hearer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please ask all those people out there to come in. You know, we have the younger generation, they like to stay at the basement. So we have two, 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 two churches, the one here and the younger ones. They are at the basement <laughs> watching at the screen down there. We love them. They're our kids. That's beautiful. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk to us about something very important. And please, you need to listen to, to get something that will help you. It's about the study to show thyself approved. Study to show thyself what? Approved. Text is to 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So the scripture is saying to us, as we prepare to get into 2023, the Lord is talking to you and me and saying, get ready to study. Get ready to study so that you show yourself approved of God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. So you walk in victory. You walk in victory. And rightly dividing the word of God. Which means rightly interpreting, rightly teaching, rightly explaining the word of God. Then he said we should shun profane and vain babblings. There are a lot of it that is going on in these days and time that is totally irrelevant. Spiritism, ritualism, totally irrelevant. Has no basis in scripture. So the Bible says we should shun those things because all it does is to make us more ungodly. So there is this scripture that tells us why we lose battles and why we are even destroyed. They were destroyed? Yeah. God said we're destroyed. We lose battles. And it's found in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. What? Destroyed is the word. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be destroyed is the word. My people are being destroyed 
because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. This is, this is really serious stuff here. God says, my people, Christians who carry Bible, who quote, the, who quote scriptures, are being destroyed for just one reason. Ignorance of who Jesus is. Ignorance of God. For just one reason. It didn't say because of there's not anointing. No, it said because they don't know me. And the scripture tells us in Daniel chapter 11, those who do wickedly against the covenant shall, shall corrupt with flattery, but people who know their God, they shall be number one, strong, number two, dwell. So you see, this is the reverse of what the Holy Spirit is saying in Hosea. If you don't know me, you're going to be destroyed. In this wicked world, people will live in a very dangerous time. Very dangerous time. People are losing their children to what they can't understand. Can you imagine? You had a child, he goes to school. You had him, it was a girl. And he comes back one day, he says, I'm no more a girl. Because in school, they told her, you don't have to be a girl. I mean, I was, I was somewhere, and one man was asking the daughter, filling out paperwork, he said, are you a girl? And I'm looking at him. The guy said, Daddy, I'm a girl. He said, I, I just want to be sure. Brethren, you don't understand until you meet a family. Let me pastor. Because we meet people like that. And they call you and say, Pastor, how do you handle this? This it's a, mothers are heartbroken. Fathers are weeping. We live in perilous times, people. Dangerous times. And God says the reason that Christians lose battles is because of ignorance. Because only those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And our Lord Jesus told us that we, the, the, the most important thing for a Christian, that's why I said, listen to me, please. It's important that you listen. Because God wants to equip you for 2023. I guarantee you that. The most important thing for a Christian is to study to know him. Because that solves this problem of ignorance. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha, sister Martha, sister Martha, that's the way many of us are. Sister Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits down here while I do all the work? Please come in there and sit. Come in, you are welcome. Please come in. Ushers, please let them in. Give them seats. Honor them. Respect them. This is the last day of the year. So we have seats over here. He says, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here with you while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. He looks at me. What's wrong with that? But you know God thinks differently from us. 
So the Lord said to him, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, even put the word my dear just to calm her down. Because I think she was really very angry about this thing. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. My people are destroyed for ignorance. And Jesus said, you need to solve that problem. Because if you don't, you'll be a victim. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary had discovered it. So the Lord is preparing us for 2023. Have you discovered it yet? Are you, you think everything is just roaming all over town and doing whatever? Jesus said, this is very key. This is very important. You see, God will never lie. God will never lie. If God said, my people are destroyed for this reason, that's true. He said, Mary had discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. So I can't even stop her because she's found value in this thing. And that's why God gave us, listen to me. That's why God gave us pastors and teachers. Their job is not really to be praying for you all the time. <laughs> Their job is not to be praying for you all the time. Their job is to equip you so you pray for yourself. Their job is to teach you. So you mature and become a, a real mature Christian. So you can go to the same God that they go to and get the same thing that they get and start helping other people. Don't give me fish. Teach me how to fish. I think it's better. Okay, if, if, if your pastor is just praying for you all the time, suppose he travels to Cameroon. Doc, to Cameroon, member province in Cameroon. And he's not there. So, and something happens. What are you going to do? Call him. The time of pull of Siloam is over. God never designed the church to be a place where you depend on one man. Never designed the church like that. He designed the church where every Christian can do the same thing that Jesus did. All of us. And so he gave us teachers. Jeremiah 3.15. He says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart. Look at why he gave us pastors. According to my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding to solve this problem of ignorance? Because if you are ignorant, even your prayer will not work. It won't work. He said, my, my heart desire, why I gave you this, pastors, is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. First Timothy 5.17 says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Why, God, why? Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. This is the key in God's heart. He doesn't want people who are ignorant. Because he knows that the enemy is dangerous. And he's looking for people who are vulnerable. You know the theme of scripture, the subject matter of scripture, is Jesus. Jesus is the subject matter of scripture. Because in Jesus is vested all the plan of God to redeem mankind. In Jesus is consummated God's plan for man's redemption. The whole scripture is about it. 
The third scripture is about the plan of God to redeem mankind. God doesn't have second plan. And it's all consummated in Christ. It's vested in him, consummated in him, finished in him. Luke chapter 24 verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses. Everything you read in Moses wrote, all of them, all of them were referring to me. In the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. I'm the theme of all their writing. Then opened he the understanding that they might understand the scripture. In John 1, 45, Philip found that Nathaniel and said unto him, we have found him. Church, listen. We have found him of whom Moses, the same thing Jesus said, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. This is the subject of all their writing. This is the theme of all their writing. The law of Moses is not the theme of the scripture. Actually, God set it aside. If you know your Bible. The Bible says it's unprofitable and God set it aside. Can I hear amen? It says, we have found him whom Moses in the law and the prophet did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said unto him, can there any, can, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come and see you. So, to begin to solve the problem of ignorance, because the ignorance of Jesus said, you don't know me. To begin to solve this problem, we start from understanding what's the theme, what's the purpose, why are you studying the Bible? Why do you read it? What do you want to achieve? I just reading it because you didn't quiet time. What are you seeking? If you understand the subject matter, and you seek that subject matter, I think you now know why you are studying your Bible. You now understand. So, to rightly divide the word of God, to correctly analyze scripture, start from knowing the subject matter of scripture, who is Christ himself. John 1, 1 John 1, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen, we saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is what? I want to hear you. He is what? I didn't hear you. He is what? So if I'm studying the word of life, it has to be Christ. If I am not studying him, I'm not studying the word. He is the word. The word of life. And the book of Revelation calls him again the word. So if you say, I'm studying the word, and you're not studying about Christ, you're probably not studying the word. Already you are not correctly dividing the word from the beginning. A foundational error has taken place. Our Lord Jesus told us the essence of scripture study. Why do you study scripture? In John 5, 39, search the scripture for in them... This is the Lord Jesus himself. Cite the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life. You say you think by studying all these things, it gives you life. 
<laughs> the other says no. He said, they are they who testify of me. That Jesus talking to me and you. He will look in the eye and say, you see that Bible you are carrying? If you study it, I think because you study it, you get anything else. No. It testifies about, I am the team of that scripture. My people are destroyed because they don't know me. And you will not come to me that you might have life. Because I'm the source of life. I'm the healer. I'm your helper. I'm your provider. I'm everything. So it points you to the source. And I'm the source. I'm the alpha. I'm the omega. Without me, you can do nothing. It's pointing you to me. It's not pointing you to religion. Jesus didn't come to establish any religion. He never said so. It's an insult to call Christianity the same religion with others now. Christianity is about life. The life of God in man. It's the, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the message of ages that God took a man and joined him to God. It's, it's unbelievable but true. It's different. Completely different that man carries God in him. No other religion gives you that. You can't find it anywhere else. That you can be imitator of God. Sons of the living God. Church, can I hear a name? This ought to excite you a little bit. Because that is true. So you see, this thing points you to me. Because I'm the source. I'm your healer now. Provider, your strength, and your life. I'm your all and all. It points you to me. Nothing else. Because when you find me, you are complete. Lacking. You don't need ritualism. You don't need wake up 1 a.m. Wake up 5. You don't need all that junk. Christ is your completeness. Can I hear amen? And we have only one focus in Christianity. Not two. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance or necessary weight that, 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 and that sin which so readily, readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to us and entangles us. And let us run with patience, endurance, and, step, and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that distracts to who? Jesus. That's the only focus. The scripture focuses you on Christ. It does that. He says, look unto me, all you ends of the earth, and be saved. Look at me. Don't look at the pastor. Don't look at anybody. Look at me. Look up. Look unto me. And be saved. He said he'll keep you in perfect peace. Whose heart is focused what? On him. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the source. Colossians 3, 11. In this life, in this life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised, 
are uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives well in all of us. It's all that matters. So the scripture testifies for us the need to really search the scripture, to open the scripture, because if you don't search, you won't find. You have to, it's a treasure. You need to dig and get it. So Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, My son, give attention to my words. 2023, this is what we need to be doing. Give attention to my words. Incline thy ears to my sayings. Many people don't do it. They think that when they have problems, they look for anointed person. You just want to get into trouble. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. This is what the Bible says. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sins. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? They are life to those who find them and health to all their places. Life? Health. The most important need of man is life. Doc, you know what I'm saying. If you are dying, you will know how important life is. I'm a pastor. I go mostly to ICUs where they put all manner of uh, and people I'm praying for are almost have gone. You see this. You see that man wants to live. You see people clinging to life. Want to, oh my God. You see people really want to live. Because if there's no life, not everything done by Africa, nothing else. People who are healthy yesterday, all of a sudden they start having pain, something, something, and they go to hospital and they they have two more. Your liver. You have a few more days to leave. Call pastor. This life is nothing. People is nothing. I've seen a lot. I'm not kidding you. And I'm looking at it. I said, ah, only last week, there's a friend of mine. PhD, everything. Well, I was talking with him. He said, man, you're a doctor now. I said, wow. I said, you're young in the ministry. You have so many years. We're talking about Three weeks after they called me, they said he went to see his doctor. While he was at the doctor's office, he slumped and died. And I went to Maryland for his burial. I was looking at him in that casket. He said, this is the very man. Only two weeks ago, I was talking with and telling him he's young. He has his days ahead of him. I didn't know he had only two weeks remaining. And he just did PhD. Just finished PhD. When God is talking to us, we should listen. Do not let my word depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Can I hear amen? Prophet Jeremiah said it like this. Jeremiah 15, 16. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. 2023, get ready to devour the word of God. Because it is life. It is health. It is life. It is health. It is what? Life. It is what? Health. It is what? Life. It is what? Health. When you find it, all these things that, that you are doing, that this nyamanyama things, it will cut them off from you. It's so powerful. It will so transform you, people won't know you anymore.
Now, let me share with you some benefits of studying scripture. To wait your appetite. So you get ready for 2023 because we are going to study. I didn't hear a big amen. Okay, we're going to share dollar. Number one, it reveals the will of God for you and guides you in the path of his will in every situation of your life. Psalm 119105, that's the theme scripture for this church. Your word is lamp to guide my feet and light for my word, my path. So that if you are doing anything, the scripture has to underwrite it and approve it. Otherwise, you are out of God's will. Number two, Walking in the light of scripture ensures continuous fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Before we came to this service, I was praying to God. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I need to live in the fullness of your spirit 24-7. Because God was showing me some things and why Christians are weak. We'll talk about it tomorrow. If you come to church, you'll hear it. So it ensures your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. First John 1, 4. We are writing this thing so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now declare to you, God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness outside the word of God. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light of God's word, as God is in the light himself, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from our sins. Brethren, they sent me to plant a church in Adegula. I don't know if you know Adegula. Adegula, Adegula is something else. This church we are planting, people will be killed at our gate right there. And then one day, a woman came to church and sat in front, dock like you sit in front. So sat in front. And we started praise worship. She ran. And I told them to pursue her because we didn't know what was. I just want to show you the benefit of the fellowship where you are intimate with the Holy Spirit. You don't do a lot. He does a lot. So they grabbed the woman. We took her to the room. And she was saying, I told them, I know if you do it. I know if you do it. I can't do it. I, know if... I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, I told him, I can't do it. I know if you do. I said, what are you talking about? What is it? We are baffled. He said, they sent me to kill you. I said, who sent you? He said, the landlord's association. He said, they sent you to kill me? He said, yeah. I said, what did I do? He said, since you came here, all their medicine and things is no more working. So their customers are leaving. And they believe that if they kill you, they get back their power. I never prayed about them. Didn't even know about them. Didn't bother myself about them. But there's a presence that goes with you. He's God Almighty. If he establishes his presence, at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. You don't have to be talking about them, but when you are preaching the word and the light of scripture is going, that is light. It's power. It's anointed. It's the word of God. It's powerful. It's permeating the air. It's doing marvelous things. Beyond all you can think, imagine, or even pray. It's doing all of that. You're preaching the gospel. It's going all over the place. And you do is no more walking. 
Is it not the same thing you people waste your time? Look for profit to fight. You don't have to do all of that. They should be afraid of you. Can I hear amen? amen? But you have to have this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This intimacy with him. And it comes when you walk in the light of his word. I have so many testimonies. If you pastor in Lagos, you see a lot. Huh? Man, you see a lot. One came to church one time. All the people didn't choir ran away, left me alone. Choir <laughs> went through the water. I didn't know who she was. She came. And then they, when they ran away, they're looking at me like, Pastor is finished. I said, okay. <laughs> and I was talking with me. And I said, can I pray with you? He said, yeah, I, pray. I didn't know her. Immediately I said in Jesus' name, something picked her like pepper. Pam like that. Pam like that. All of them that were outside came back in. That's when they told me who she was. And how people avoid her. But God does not avoid anybody. If God is with you, who can be against you? And it's not because he's a pastor. It's the privilege of every child of God. Those who know their God, they shall be strong. And what do they do? It's not pastors. It's everybody. That's why you should study to know him. You don't need rituals. Don't get up one. Forget about all those things. Let me tell us something. You need to understand. Unless you make the promises of God work, it won't work. People think because God promised me this, it will work automatically. It doesn't happen. We never happen. God never designed it like that. God has done soon. Finish it soon. It's up to you. Up to you. To go and know what God did. And to activate it by faith. Appropriate it for yourself. Otherwise it won't work. It won't work. I'm telling you. Many Christians are lazy about this. They think, oh, if God promised me this, then God, no, 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 sir. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Philippians 2.12. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important work, work hard to show the results of your salvation. You work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire, the power to do what pleases him. But you work hard to produce that result. It, if you want healing, you have to work, make it work. I'm not kidding you. If you're not doing anything about it, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You need to learn to activate the word of God. Therefore, the knowledge of scripture is very, very important to know what to believe, what you should be activating, what you should be appropriating, what you should be praying about. Very critical. I want to show you an example. You know, Daniel, in his time, Israel was in captivity, and God had promised them that after 70 years, they'd be free. 70 years came, they were not free. And yet God said that 70 years, you'll be free. They were not what? 
Christian came no freedom. Daniel began to study the scripture. That's why you should study. He started studying scripture. He read the book of Jeremiah. He said, my God, God said after 70 years we should be free now. We are not free. Then he went to God. He took that thing that God said and went to God and said, God, you said this. And God sent an agent to him to explain to him what is happening. If he wasn't studying that scripture, they would stay there another 40 years. You have to work out your salvation. Look at it in Daniel 9. Daniel chapter 9. It was the first year of the reign of Darius, the maid, the son of Abba Soros. Forgive me, all these names are strange names. Who became king of the Babylonians. During the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet. If he wasn't reading it, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They will remain there. But he said, I was studying the book of Jeremiah and I found what God said about us. Look at it. He says, as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must be must lie desolate for 70 years. So I turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore off bullocks and sprinkled myself with ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed our sins. Verse 20. I went on praying and confessing our sins and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain, as I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of evening sacrifice. If he wasn't seeking God, they would remain there. How did he find out? Studying scripture. That's how you find out what God has promised you, what God has done for you, what God has concluded in your life. You find it out, you take it to God in prayer. You find it out, you, take, you stand on it. You find it out, faith comes by hearing it. If you understand me, say, say amen. amen. Oh, but you won't start. You won't. Our Lord Jesus teaches us that the study of scripture prepares your heart for a powerful prayer. It prepares our heart, people, to pray correctly and to get results. Prayer is not, God didn't design prayer to be punishment. At all. So in John chapter 15 verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Simple condition. If you abide in me, if you trust in me, and my words are active in you, you ask what you desire, and they shall be done for you. Very simple. <laughs> Can it be simpler than this? But the question is, is the word abiding in you? Is it living in you? Is it forming your faith system? Like Daniel saw this word and realized that this is true, that he went to God. 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, anything according to his will, he hear it us. But the word of God reveals, Daniel found the will of God when studying the book of Jeremiah. You need to, that's why Jesus said, Mary had chosen the most important thing. Nobody can take it from here. Because from there she will discover these things. Mark 10, 35 says, 
Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant also that we may sit one on your right side, the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're talking about. How about when you are praying and God says, You don't know what you're talking about? But you know that's true. That's what he told them. You don't know what you're talking about, my friend. You don't know. This you, you, talking. You don't know what you're talking about. Because it's outside the will of God. Where, did you find it in the Bible? Did you find it? No. So we're talking about it. He says, it's not in my power to do all those things. He says, you don't know what you're talking about. This is not prayer. Brethren, not everything is prayer. You know, for a long time, that this scripture I didn't understand. I said, what is this? What is this? Mark chapter 1 verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make the path straight. I said, what does he mean prepare the way of the Lord? And when I was here and the choir was singing about it, <laughs> they were singing about preparing the way. I said, God, this confirms this message. You gave it to me. I said, what, what does prepare the way of the Lord mean to these people? What, what, what is he talking about? Then I saw it. God opened my eyes. Boop, 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 boop. He said, to prepare the way of the Lord, listen to me, is to prepare your heart to realign your thought to be in agreement with God so that you can receive the blessing God is revealing to you. He said, the crooked places is those things that are not in line with the word of God in the heart of people. He said, that's what John was doing. He was pointing to them, behold who? Behold who? Lamb of God. It was pointing to them. The scripture points to you what God has given you. Daniel found it. It was pointing to them so that all the things they taught before will be realigned to be in line with divine plan as revealed in Christ who take it away the sins of what? Now stop there. Supposing Nobody told them who Jesus was. See, so that's what it means. He said, it was pre- prepared the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So all those crooked places are the wrong information you have in your heart, things that is out of line, that's not in alignment with the will of God, not in alignment with what God is saying. Has to be changed and prepared, and what changes it is what the word of God is revealing to you. John 1 29. The next day, John said Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, we take it away the sins of the whole world. Therefore, therefore, the word of God builds faith in you. Again, like I said, supposing nobody told them who Jesus was. Tell me how they will ever know him, believe him, benefit from his coming. They will not. Can I hear amen? If you are here, shout hallelujah. If you have gone home, say amen. Okay, nobody has gone. Romans 12.1. But are you following me at all? Romans 12.1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing 
of what? Strengthening your heart. Those things that are not in line, all the religious junk you have had before, God needs to strengthen it out. So that because two can't work together except what? It strengthens your thinking. All the things you believe that's not in line with who Jesus is and what he did for you, God needs to strengthen it, strengthen it, strengthen it until the Bible says you come in the unity of faith with God. You believe exactly what God believes and begin to say exactly what God says. For out of the abundance of the heart, So he says, he says in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, renewing of your thinking, that you may prove now what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, so that you and God can agree in your belief system. Because the thing that's causing your trouble is that you are believing things that are wrong, religious junk that people have told you, taught you over the years, but they're not Bible. They're not in line with the New Testament gospel. That's why he said my people perish because they don't get the help I brought them and the enemy is using them and messing them up like that. And you know, this kind of faith that the word of God brings that makes you agree with what God is saying lines you up with God. It's called the faith of God. The faith of Jesus. It's the same faith that Jesus operated. Jesus believed in what his father said. He was thinking in line with his father. And you couldn't talk him out of it. So when the devil came to him and told him things, he said, it is what? The word of God is what I believe in. No matter what the devil said, it is what? You couldn't talk him out of what God said. He said, I and my father are one. I'm in agreement with him. Can't talk me out of it. It's called God kind of faith. And the God kind of faith is what you see when God created. Let me show you in Genesis 1, 3. And God said. God said. And God said. Let there be what? And there was. So God believes in what he says. It's called God kind of faith. It's called Jesus kind of faith. God believes in what he says. So if you want to pray that same faith, you have to believe in what God says. And God believes in that what he says comes to pass. So you have to believe too. That if this is the word of God, if I say it, it will come to pass. That's where you operate the same faith like Jesus did. That God did. Isaiah 59, 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth, the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, said the Lord, from henceforth forever. I said, you must say what I'm saying. You have to say what I'm saying. We must be saying the same thing. Look up here, everybody. Do you know the cheapest way the devil gets Christians is to take over their mouth? Easily. Easily. That was a big, not a big thing. Because we don't know what this thing means. He writes you up, and what comes out of here is unprintable. He wants you, our emotion, he staggers our emotion. Oh my God, we cost people, we cost people. I'm showing other seed, 
Jesus said, please don't curse. Always bless. Why? Because we'll come back to you. He said, what things you want people to do to you? First of all, what? And here you are, cursing. 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 And Jesus said, no. Bless. Because when you bless, blessings. I'm not even going to talk about how you curse yourself. Hebrew 11, 3. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. And remember that our tongue is really dangerous. James 3, verse 6. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness. And is the most dangerous part of our human body. Did you believe that? It corrupts the entire body. And it's a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. Verse 9. We use our tongues to praise God in church. Praise God our Father and then turn around and curse. A person who has been made in the image of God. He said out of the same mouth we pour out words of praise. One minute. And curse in this. My brothers and sisters this should not be so. Look up here. Let me tell you something. If you don't cure your tongue, even your prayer will be affected. We'll be honest with you. If you don't cure this thing. You can't exercise spiritual authority when your mouth is not cured. He said, Pastor, do you have scripture, scripture for it? Look at James chapter 1, now verse 26. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. And your religion is worthless. See, that's what the word of God does. It comes into your heart and starts realigning it. Realigning it. Giving you understanding. Giving you revelation. So you see the worthlessness of bearing grudge. You will see bearing grudge is foolish. Because you are hurting yourself. It pumps your ego. It really pumps your ego. But as a Christian, do you still have ego? We are made ourselves of no... We are dead. So what, what they go? What they go? My, I don't know what I did. My, my neighbor stopped talking to me. I'll greet him. Mm. One year. <laughs> the Lord said, go and beg him. And I went. I said, sir, please. I don't know. Did I? Is it your culture? Is it my accent? Forgive me. He said, go. Yeah, go, go. I left. There was strong temptation to stop talking to him. But that was the devil trying to corner me. If he planted resentment in me, guess what? The next thing, hospital. He gives him foothold to attack you. The Bible says anger gives the devil foothold. So he wanted foothold. He was rallying me with that thing, trying to cause me to be angry. And I said, I shut the door against you. I will love this man. Simple battle won. After they tried all over, tried and tried, one day what I had is, Pastor, how are you, Pastor? I said, I'm fine. He said, I have something to give you. I have something to give you. He said, I'll give it to you. I said, okay, when my boys come, before I knew it, he went and carried it. The thing he said, he couldn't carry it. He carried it. Now if you see me, Pastor, how are you? Why? Because the enemy has tried 
And he couldn't get me to hate that man. Because I knew that hating him will hurt me. And what will bless me is to bless him. Can I hear amen? Yes. It's not a Holy Ghost fire thing. It's simple using the word of God to overcome the lies of Satan. But the, Paul called it devices of Satan. His, his plans and strategies to hurt you. Praise the Lord. Am I still with you? Okay, so, and the word of God shows us what to focus on. That's why we studied Hebrews 12 too. Am I communicating at all? If you are with me, shout hallelujah. Hebrews 12 too. Looking away from all that we distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, he, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the scripture focuses you on the right focus. It brings you to the theme of scripture to focus on Christ Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Where you look matters. People, 2023, you must readjust where you look because you must walk in power. Where you look, what? I'm not kidding you. And where you look is what you are going to be describing. And the devil uses it too. Imaginations. What is imagination? Pictures. So he wants you to see. I was listening to one pastor sharing on how suddenly his, son, his daughter became lame. Just from nowhere became lame. And all the doctors said they would never walk again. He said, I call my wife. I said, there's one thing that was the word of God. So we're going to be speaking it over this girl. He said, as I'm speaking it, all of a sudden I have a picture of him in the wheelchair. Who is bringing that picture? He said, I'll say, no! He's walking. He said, he said, in the midst of all that, and all of a sudden, a big picture of my daughter in the wheelchair will come in my face. Imaginations, thoughts, the stronghold of the enemy will come. And I'll reject it. Do you know that what you look at is what your experience will be like? Look at it here. Genesis 13, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that the Lord was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, northwards, southwards, eastwards, westwards, for all the land quit thou, quit thou what? Are you? Quit thou what? Seest. To thee will I give it. To thy sake. What you see is what I give you. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately after the Jesus insisted that his disciples get him back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone, 24. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a long, a strong wind had risen. And they were fighting heavy waves. 25. About 3 o'clock 
in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out. It is a... But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you now, walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But the devil said, I'm not going to watch this happen. I'm going to change his focus from Jesus to his problem. Yeah, verse 29. Yes, come, Jesus said, so Peter, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong, what? What did he see? Where was Jesus? Was he looking at Jesus? Come on now. Who, who, who changed that, that thing? Somebody caused the... That's exactly how he, he fights us. He makes things worse and make you look, start talking about it, and that will be your experience. You remember Abraham refused to look at his what? Abraham, old as he was, he said he refused to look at his body and refused to look at the sinner's body. So I'm not looking. I'm looking at God with whom all things are possible. Praise the Lord. So 2023, you must focus on Jesus and Jesus alone. And you must not let the devil change you. You start talking about what he's doing. Talk about what Jesus is what? And you can find it in scripture if you study. Like Daniel found, you can find it in scripture. Then the thing again is that you have to know that the scripture shows you what to say. It gives you what to say. Again, like we said, words are powerful. As we get ready for 2023, you must take control of what? Your mouth. I didn't hear you. You must take control of what? This mouth was created to speak as oracle of God. Nothing else. A pastor I was listening to, Oyakilum, was talking about how she he was speaking to the leg of the daughter seven months. More than seven months. He said, I continue to speak the word. And the thing was worse. He said, one day the, the girl stood up and bent backwards. Instead of standing, it was bending backwards. And then fell up again. He said, I continue to say what God said. More than one year, I was saying what God said. I was saying what God said. I told my wife, this word will never fail. It must come out of what? Our mouth. We are the ones to make it work. What to say? If you are redeemed, say so. He said, I will say it. I'll be in my office. I'll be saying it. She's walking. She's healed. She's walking. She's healed. Jesus healed her. Because a baby. He said, I kept saying, he said, when I preach, I preach to myself. People don't know what I was passing through. Kept saying it. Kept saying it. He said, one day, I got a phone call from my wife. They were at the park. He said, you need to come. He called her name. He said, she's running all over the place. All of a sudden, the word of God prevailed. 
But it has to come out of what? And be consistent with it. That's why scripture will reinforce your faith. We build your faith. We remind you what you, you don't forget. This word must be in your heart. 24-7. You keep it in view. That man did it. He did it. He said three doctors examined my daughter and they told us that she will never walk in this life again. Never. Are we ready for 2023? You must focus on Jesus and you must keep saying what God says. His praise shall continually be. You must not give up your confession of faith. You overcome with the testimony of your mouth. I think we are ready for 2023. Can I hear amen?